Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Late in the fourth quarter, Patrick Mahomes leads his troops on a charge against the vaunted Eagles defense. It's Super Bowl Sunday. In a 10-6 game, many people have lost money. It won't be 10-6. NFL Films presents the greatest Super Bowl to ever come across your television. Um, so this was about a week ago, and... When I saw this, uh, <laughs> Steve Smith talking about Matt Rule. Um, and this is nothing new. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you have already heard this, but Steve Smith going on one of his podcasts talking about how Matt Rule didn't succeed in Carolina. And it actually referred to him as Mr. Bojangles because he's, he's uh, changing his tune. That... Um, Bojangles is a big deal in Charlotte. Is it? Yeah. Like the uh, the, the, food the chicken place. restaurant. Yeah, 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 the Bojangles, yeah. I don't think that's what Steve Smith was referring to, though. No, but it's what I thought. Unless Matt Rule liked to go to Bojangles. I don't know. That, you know, maybe, again, as we continue that, that to learn more about the question. head coach. Yeah, I would. Like, yeah. Were you a fan of going to Bojangles? Is that what Steve Smith was talking about? <laughs> but, uh, you know, he said, now I'm listening to him take this whole media tour. He's talking about what kind of coach he's going to be, what kind of players he wants. I find it very interesting. Most, Mr. Bojangles over there changing his tune now in Nebraska. When I saw him up close here in Carolina, I'm going, wow, this dude is a college coach trying to run an NFL team like these, his boys. He thought he was in college. He thought he could control everything. And he goes on to say, man, I heard so many stories about Matt Rule and what he was trying to do and orchestrate. He thought he was at college where he could tell the ticket office what to do. He could tell these guys what to do. Hey, I need these guys to be on advertisements. I don't want these guys. These guys are okay to interview. These guys are not. And people are starting to write reports and articles about what we're saying on our podcast. So appreciate it. I thank you, but I'm telling you, Matt Rule did some things in the pros that he thought he was in college and it didn't fly well. Okay, on the topic of what went wrong with Matt Rule in Carolina, that is all fair. It's very fair criticism. That is all fair. It's it's all criticism we've heard of coaches who come from the college ranks into the NFL before. Right. It's nothing new. But here's also what I would say when you bring up, and now I hear him talking about, you know, when he's in Nebraska, this and that. Well, yeah, because guess what typically works at the college game and does it in the pro game is when you're trying to be that CEO, you're trying to be someone who has his fingers on everything. Because, and this is a terrible example, but when we hear about a lot of the college basketball programs and in some extent college football programs get into trouble, what's one of the things the coach usually gets slapped with? you know, the lack, lack of, institutional of institutional control, control where you sort of purposely keep a blind eye to certain things so there's, you know, no connection. They can't actually say, well, you knew about this. Uh, Matt Rule, and from everything that I've heard since he started, yeah, 
He has his hands on everything. Institutional control is not going to be a problem. Nope. He wants to know what is going on when it comes to the recruiting department, obviously, to how they're going about handing out gear. You know, like, and this is a guy that wants to make sure that there are no surprises. And it does work in college. Look, this is like what Steve Smith is saying. And the the reason I just, I kind of laugh about this is what Steve Smith is saying has been known for as long as we've been talking about the differences between an NFL head coach and a college head coach and why we always get a little bit reluctant, reluctant to embrace the idea of, hey, this guy was really good in college. He's going to be great in the NFL. Sometimes it happens. A lot of times it doesn't because you have habits as a coach. And what worked for you at a success well, – okay, let's just let's break this down to the bare bones. If you get an NFL gig coming out of college, you're a college head coach and now you get an NFL gig, chances are you were pretty successful – Either in a short amount of time or a long amount, of, you know, long period of time, you were successful, and that is why you're getting to that college. You're going from college to the NFL head coaching job. Would you guys Usually, agree? Yep, yep. So, wouldn't it only be natural that you would draw to a lot of the things that helped you be successful at the college level? A lot of those habits, a lot of the 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 day to day things. Do what you know. Yeah, exactly. You draw from what you know and what made you successful. Now, you probably do go into every job, whether we're talking about Matt Rule or whether we're talking about Nick Saban or Urban Meyer or even Pete Carroll, and you try to tell yourself, I'm going to adjust to the NFL culture, to the professional world, as opposed to the college football. I don't think Urban Meyer did that at all. I don't think he did. And I, but I, I also, this might be unpopular because Urban Meyer was a, I mean, my God, he was a bad failure in Jacksonville. But I would like to think that Urban at least had the intention of trying to adapt his style to a professional organization, to the things that would be different. But when it comes down to it, when you get into the thick of it, you're probably running things very similar to the way that you ran things when you were in college. And it's probably the ones that are able to sort of strip that down to gravitate to a new way of doing things when it comes to communicating with your team, organizing everything, and letting other people sort of step in and do other things. You know, other staffers step in and take over some things, and you just you give them that freedom. I think the coaches that have made that transition successfully from college to pros have probably done that. But there is a Pete laundry Carroll. list. Yeah. Who had I mean, to learn after the first couple? Yeah, of I mean, it, it wasn't like his first time in; it was very successful. But there's a laundry Jimmy list. Johnson, of maybe the ultimate college coaches that have wanted that NFL challenge and have come back to college because they realized it didn't work. Lou Holtz and a lot of them miserably. Well, exactly. Lou, that's a that's a good one right there. People don't talk about that. But and it, a lot of them don't go back. Don't want to go back because they realize, you know what. This my is way where doesn't work my there. style yeah. works. And so I think Saban could have actually worked, but he just didn't want to be an NFL coach, and that's fine. It worked out okay for him. I mean, Bobby Petrino was really good. <laughs> no, okay, sorry. But yeah, I mean, so like Cliff Kingsbury, what, how about that? What Steve got Smith fired is saying, from his college job and got an NFL yeah, job. Wasn't good yeah. at either level. <laughs> and what Steve Smith was saying, though, it's like, dude, we all know this. And to it, the Panthers got Frank Reich. You have your guy. Good luck with that. Good luck to Frank Reich. Good luck with Carolina. Uh, Interesting organization. But what Steve Smith is saying when it comes to 
I mean, I don't know because he was kind of mentioning, you know, there are a lot of people that are reacting to this podcast. Well, yeah, because there's a lot of like Nebraska fans like, why are you still beating on this? Because from a college standpoint, none of that, what they're saying, and I'm not saying Steve Smith is trying to say this of like, hey, Nebraska, beware. But when you're saying that and a lot of the, the college audience is hearing this, it doesn't resonate because we've seen so many examples of like, well, yeah, but it doesn't mean he won't work back when he goes to college. So he's a good college coach, and he failed in the NFL, no, the, so he's the, automatically going to be a failure the now? The things that he if labeled— anything, I think things, he's going to be great. Exactly. The things that he labeled made me think, okay, good. I hope he does that at Nebraska. <laughs> I want him to do that at Nebraska. I want him to have that type of attention to detail that may not work in the NFL level, but would be great, especially given what we're coming off of, and would maybe, be great in this program. Maybe he realized that, like, you know what? I'm kind of happier in the college game. These are good things. These are not bad things. Well, this whole changing is too this Mr. Bojangles thing. It's like he has not once, at least from what I've heard, not once been pointing the finger like Carolina, they didn't do this for me, they didn't do that for me or this. He's taken ownership. He's admitted it was a failure. I, I, I can't remember who he was talking to. Um, and they kind of tiptoed around the word fired at Carolina. And he stopped them and said, no, I got fired. I got fired. I wasn't successful. So he's he's owned up to that. He's a stand-up dude. It's just amazing. Carolina has got venom on the Matt Rule thing. And it's like, you got your guy now. Matt Rule's got his job. I don't know if this is that whole $5 million lawsuit that is still pissing people off. I, I don't know what it is, but it's Are like... Are they all chipping in for the $5 million that I don't, they're pissed off? It's just like, guys, we, we need to get over this. So it, it's kind of interesting to me. Fan bases get obsessed with former coaches, right? And you want to say, come on, come on, he's not your coach anymore. You don't have to worry about it. Leave it alone. That's hard to do around here, however, because still a lot of folks in the Nebraska fan base pretty obsessed with Bo Pelini. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been the coach here for quite some time now, but he's still a topic of conversation. Yeah, People still bring him up. We still try to re-adjudicate the Bo Pelini era almost every offseason. Because in the time we didn't realize, like, this is pretty good as far as the overall results, you know, wins and losses, because we always thought we could get more. Then, you know, you have no clue that you're about to go into futility. You're gonna you're about to go into a run where you don't even make it to a bowl The game. long dark. And then you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe it wasn't so bad. And then so we do go back to some of the things. Oh, Bo was doing this and Bo was doing that. Like Sip said yesterday, the dysfunction in the athletic department, in the university system when it came to the football program and the fact that Bo was still able to get you at least nine wins every year. It's saying something. So, yeah, on the one hand, I want to say, like, uh, just get over it. Not your coach anymore. You don't have to worry about it. But – at the same time, I, I understand that this is what happens with fan bases when there's a polarizing coach yeah. and it, it, it goes wrong. It's it's the nature of the beast, I guess, when you have a coach who leaves under less than ideal circumstances. Right. Um, in the JTEC Construction Zone Twitter feed, uh, Smooth Red reminds me it was... Morning, he was t- Smooth Red. Smooth Red. Yeah. Love Smooth Red. Uh, he Great said man. that he was talking to Will Compton when he was talking about being fired. And that's right. When they were doing the Bus and the Boys podcast, uh, you know, Will kind of 
tiptoed around using the word fired, and Matt Rule's like, no, I got fired. And he elaborated on it not working and why it didn't work. And a lot of the things that Steve Smith was talking about, like Matt Rule basically confirmed. But, I mean, I don't want to – I know as a Nebraska fan, I don't want a coach who is still hung up on what didn't go right at a professional level, that he is – all about what he's going to get accomplished here. Just like where I feel like Carolina Panther fans, if you hated him so much, you until you hire your new head coach, which they did, I can understand maybe some some resentment there. But now that you got your head coach and everything, like, aren't you ready to kind of move on from that too? It's just really weird. And Carolina, I mean, come on. It's Carolina. <laughs> it, it's like being in a relationship and you're still bitching about what went wrong yeah. in the one before. How do you think that's going to make the new person yeah. feel like? Well, what am I, the consolation prize? It's like the first question Frank Reich had to answer was like, so what will you do to not be Matt Rule? Like, again, it's just, (laughs) I'm just, I'm amazed on how pissed off people, I mean, coaches fail in the NFL all the time. Coaches get fired in the NFL all the time. You would have thought that, Everybody Matt, pretty much gets fired. Well, you would have thought that Matt Rule came in on day number one and said, hey, guys, we are going to win Super Bowl after Super Bowl. You thought the Patriots run was impressive? Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. You're going to run out of fingers. And now they're like, liar! <laughs> Jesus. Carolina, get over it. You are My no God. Dom Capers, dude. Jeez. So the, yeah. the thing in there that really stands out to me that, that's bizarre Bring is back Jack Del Rio. Steve Smith is, <laughs> is saying that he's changing his tune. Right, That was the big quote. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bojangles over here changing his tune. How did he change his I tune? I don't know. I, I'm confused on that. What, what exactly is he changing his tune on? If he's if he did these all these same things with the Panthers that didn't work because it was the NFL environment versus a college environment, so he goes back to college now and yeah. wants to do all the same things that worked for him before, though it didn't work in the NFL. Right. He's how, ch- he, he said how he's, did he change he's his tune? changing his tune now in Nebraska. Well, what you just laid out is a lot of what I've heard Matt Rule speak openly about when it comes to talent evaluation, development, and what have you. So I haven't, I don't real, know, man. I, I haven't heard it. Matt Rule really stray from his first press conference on and actions that have sort of followed as well. Again, what does this all mean for Nebraska in the the big picture landscape? I don't know, but I'm just amazed that it continues to be a major talking point in Carolina. Maybe that's part of the problem with that organization. I don't know. Yeah. Steve. This is a good song. Carolina Panther fans, this is a good song. Steve, let me talk to you in a low voice here for a minute. Yeah. Sometimes Steve, the world's moving go. on. It's a new day in Carolina. Frank Reich. Matt Rule's gone. He once led a comeback of 32 points in a playoff game. That is true. You have Frank Reich. Frank Reich has a chip on his shoulder. Good after coach, what good man. With Jim Irsay. That rules in Nebraska. It's more than a thousand miles away. <laughs> Trust me. They're really nice people. They're happy with their new coach. You won't have you to be, be reminded. Happy with yours. You will not have to be reminded of Matt Rule and the accomplishments that he has with Nebraska when you are in Carolina. Steve, take a nap. Mm-hmm. Carolina fans, take a nap. It's all going to be fine. Chili and cinnamon rolls. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> it's not for everyone. I still barely do. We're not having any vinegar-based barbecue sauces here. Mornings of Sharp Daily, 1620 this up.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.